Let's get this going. Let's get this going. Which one are we starting off with? The uh, Packers Lions, huh? Packers Lions. What do you think about that game? Okay, what I'm thinking about is uh, Green Bay. I know they're the better team. You know their offense has been firing on all cylinders. Sometimes Rodgers has just been playing lights out. But I don't know the Lions. They just got rid of Patricia. They might be playing a little bit better football, and I'm thinking plus seven and a half is a uh, it's pretty high for that spread right there. I'm thinking Lions to cover right at that one. Right. Um, last week I was researching the Lions, and I know that Daryl Bevel, his dad, used to be a coach. 
and he was talking about that he was going to get the team ready to go, get him pumped up to go, the Detroit Lions. And I didn't believe him. I thought it was the hype we talked about. But I was dead wrong. Daryl Bevel got these guys sky high. They have some talent in that team. We understand that double-digit dogs in the division historically cover 80% of the time. We haven't had that many uh, this year. However, dogs in the division have covered. I know that 80% last year was the case in the only two times where the dog did not cover in the division as a double-digit underdog was games involved uh, Bill Belichick and games involving uh, Andy Reid. So uh, it's underbuying, underselling. So I have an MBA securities licenses. So I would say that Green Bay is overpriced in this game. Yes. You want to go with your Detroit Lions plus eight right now. And you might want to wait for it to go to 10. And 10 is almost automatic. Now, uh, never bet blindly. But double-digit dogs in the division, uh, you almost bet blindly. Uh, number one rule of research of uh, betting is do not bet your own team. Number two, always do your research. And we have that in the episode notes. The top 10 rules of betting, we're going to add a glossary to that. So for that and many other reasons, we're going to go with your Detroit Lions plus eight over 55. Okay. All right. Switching to the rival of those teams right there, the Bears, they're hosting against Deshaun Watson and the Texans. You know, the Bears could have had Deshaun, but they went with Trubisky. So now he's going out to Chicago and, He's actually favored in this matchup by one. Which, how you feeling? Uh, man, that's some great insight there. That was stupid of them to do that. Uh, this game is definitely going to be an under game. Under uh, the average score of an NFL game is 45. Look for this game to go uh, under 45. So by that half point. Okay. Yeah, make it 45, right? Because that's a key number. It ends up being key numbers. Uh, the independently wealthy car dealer in New Hampshire, Mr. Harrington said, know the numbers and you'll know everything, right? So 50% of betting is math, and math is pattern recognition. So we go under 45, and Chicago with Mitch Trubinsky. The folds is hurt against Deshaun Watson coming off a loss. I'm, I'm, what do you think? I think we have to go with. I think you got to go Texans. This team have a running game. So Deshaun Watson, I think it's going to uh, make some plays, right? Yeah, I, I just, I don't really believe in what the Bears are playing right now. I mean, they've lost, I think, five out of six to get to six and six. Right. Um, you know, they're, they're just not a team that's playing together. They're they just got all sorts of problems and Texans, you know, they got rid of their old coach and you know they've been playing a little bit better. I like Deshaun. You know, this is a kind of a grudge match where Chicago could have picked him. He might right. take it to heart. And I think Texans, you know, take sneak away with the W late. Yeah, 
I'm taking right. Texans. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's go with Texans. Romeo Cornell. I like Pagano, the defensive coordinator of Chicago. But uh, Mitch Dabrinsky has made too many mistakes. He can't read defenses. He's as dumb as a box of rocks. So for that and many other reasons, we'll go the Texans minus one. Uh, and then under five. Okay. All right. Well, you might be a little bit more familiar on these next couple of games right here that we got. Kansas yeah. City heading out to Miami. I mean, it's uh, you know, you talk about Miami second half all the time. Pat Mahomes, you know, yeah. I'm not too sure how it's gonna be automatic. Yeah, it's gonna be automatic. It's gonna be uh, Kansas City. They don't have to condition as much, right? Because they have so much talent. Uh, they have a great coach coming off a of Super Bowl. They just played in Tampa Bay. And I remember Terry Kill, he had 11 catches. And I saw him running around after a touchdown. I was like, man, that's 90 degree heat. That's 90% humidity. You're going you're gonna to wear yourself down. So he came back the second half. He only had one catch. Yeah. All right. Uh, second half line is real. Uh, coach uses it for uh, his, you know, to their – uh, advantage there in Miami. Uh, it's plus eight. Over under is 49. So look for Miami to have some special teams touchdowns. To take it over the total of 49. Uh, in a non pandemic year, th- this game would be under, but this game is going to be over because there's going to be a player or two extra in that second half. And look for Miami to cover the eight points. And if the public and people just are blindly betting Kansas City and take the plus 10, yes. do that as well. And the second half line, we've only missed the one this year. So we're like 20 and one Florida teams, second half line. And all three Florida teams are playing global warming, right? Usually about this time of year in Florida, at least 20 years in Florida, it would cool down a little bit. But because of global warming, no such luck. My dad calls me every day from Tampa and complains about the weather. He's like, man, it is not. It, global warming is real. That's what convinced him of global warming. <laughs> Usually it's cool about this time, but not anymore. So my dad's saying that. So that's going to affect him. And the reason I mentioned that it's because it makes money. Everything we talk about here is money-related, things that have helped us cash tickets, right? And another one is the Hawthorne effect. That was the previous podcast where I review my thinking, right? Uh, a lot of media does it, the 500 days of summer, uh, the affair, uh, you know, uh, the affair, uh, 500 days of summer, and he's just not that into you, right? A great book. It was a an episode in Sex in the City, you got to look at your perception, right? The games that I've been getting, even though I'm at 60% profit, right? 300% ROI. I got four games wrong last week where I was living in the past, right? You live in the past, you die in the past. And in the past, this would game would be under, but now it's going to be over. I got to watch that. I got two games right when I noticed that in my thinking. But I got four wrong last week. So I have to be 
cognizant of that. So here we're, we're making three plays, Miami plus eight, over 49, and Miami second half line. Whatever it is. Okay. All right. No, that's uh, – you, you know the Florida ones. Speaking of Florida, yeah, you're right, man. You know, yeah, you money, right? Have you, have yeah. you been betting the second half line? Exactly. The Florida ones get it. That's why you know <laughs> you're talking right. about like Tennessee and Jacksonville right here. Tennessee at minus seven and a half. I doubt that, and I want to take Jacksonville plus seven and a half. Yep, same thing. Same exact same thing. Across board. And Jacksonville even, takes the dog at home. Yes. You got hungry guys that are about to get cut. Right, so they're depleted. They're actually fresh, right? So, yeah. again, uh, double-digit dogs in the division might not get to double digits, but it's a high number. Uh, I checked the Jacksonville weather. Jacksonville's usually cool at around this time, right? Yeah. Uh, no such luck. Uh, right now, uh, it's going to be 90 degrees in Jacksonville. It's going to be 80, 90% humidity. Usually it's 80. The humidity is higher. It's going to be 90% humidity. All right. And the over-under is 53. It's going to fly over. Again, this is a normal game. You just got Doug Marone. You got a defensive-minded coach uh, at Tennessee, Braville, former linebacker. Usually this game would go under. But no, this is going to go over. You're going to have Henry. They like to wear you out anyways, man. Henry's going to get probably a couple touchdowns in the fourth quarter. Yeah. But Jacksonville will get more. Jacksonville scored, let's say, 17 points in the second quarter and uh, cover the eight points. Now, don't panic in the first line in the first half. If Tennessee jumps to a 21 nothing lead, right? Yeah. It doesn't matter. So Jacksonville jumps up to a 28, let's say 28 to nothing. The final score is going to be uh, 42 to 34. Yeah. We cover our eight points, goes over, and Jacksonville wins the second half line. Okay, no, I believe it. I believe it. I saw I'm trying to see. I'm believing it. It's in the remember results. Every meeting has to have a purpose and an outcome. And the results are I'm at 13 consecutive years of profit and my wife hasn't bought gasoline since 2011 she has not bought gasoline and non-betting dollars and of course every time we go to vegas for vacation it's all paid on uh by sports betting okay all right and then with miami and or no not miami tampa bay and minnesota minnesota has been a little hot lately they've been going on a winning streak how are you feeling about this one? And Tampa Bay, and Florida. Yeah, uh, Todd Bowles is going to coming off a bye. He's going to dial up that zone, and I love betting against Kirk Cousins, man. Yeah, he'll always throw pick six, and you get to dance, <laughs> yeah, and have fun as you're covering Kirk Cousins airmails <clears throat> pick six against his own defense. Uh, same thing, same exact thing. They live in the dome. Especially um, another advantage of this has been COVID-19 and then not been able to condition the way they want to. Tampa is going to be nasty. I mean, 
it's going to be 90% heat, 90% humidity, and uh, the Vikings are going to wear down in that second half. Now, another key to the, this game as well is that uh, when Tom Brady signed the contract with Tampa Bay and Arians, part of the deal was that he was going to run 50% of the offense. And Tom Brady calls all the plays. So 50% of the offense is the Tom Brady offense, I call it. And what I've noticed watching the Tampa Bay games is to treat three tight end offense. And they have three great tight ends. They have Bray, O.J. Howard, and Gronk. Yeah. Right? So you put three tight ends in there. Tom Brady's from Michigan, both Shem Black, back in the days, I think his dad coached with them. That's a running offense. So they're going to wear down the Minnesota Vikings. Again, this game would be a game that usually would go under. This year is going to go over the 51 points. All right. Okay. So Tampa Bay, minus six, by the half point. You don't really have to, depending on the number. So 6.56, over 51 in the second half line, whatever it is. Okay. All right, let me get to the next game right now. Colts, Raiders, you know, this is a pretty close game for us. Raider fans, uh, I don't know how you feeling. This game's in Vegas. Colts have been, you know, they're coming off a, a loss, and the Raiders coming off a pretty bad W. But how are you feeling? Yeah, I'm privileged. I remember Channel Side said that story previous podcast. Watch John Gruden drop plays on napkins and uh, not having to spending all day in an office watching films with other coaches and then coming out to the bar. This is going to be a Super matchup between him and Matt Elberfuss, who is defensive coordinator of the Colts. This guy was uh, taught by a guy who covered many lines for me. It's Coach Pinkle. He was at Washington. And then he went to Missouri, man. He's got, he used to get Missouri to the SEC championship game with no yeah. talent. Uh, so yeah, they went a few years Missouri. in a row. Yeah. And uh, the week before, a man that knows him well. The guy that I that I always say is the smartest coach in the NFL, but bad emotionally because he can't get along with people. Raheem Morris destroyed Gruden because he knows what Gruden wants. He was his defensive coordinator in Tampa. So Elberfuss, being the guy that he is, he's at the, he sleeps in the office. Uh, he will copy everything Raheem Morris did. But Gruden being Gruden, he's going to adjust. He has good guys along with him, uh, such as Coach Olson, right? Yeah. 51 is too many points in this situation. Guys that I know Gruden cheated with extra hitting. Uh, Colts probably did as well. So even though they're two offensive coaches, they play complementary football, which means they don't go crazy. However, in Vegas, with uh, a very angry John Gruden over the Raiders' performance the last two weeks, right? Uh, look for this game to go under and the Las Vegas Raiders to cover plus three at home against Indianapolis. I am not convinced of Indianapolis's uh, roster. They have great coaching. Look at Frank Wright, right? Yeah. Has let me ask you this, the Marine John Luna. Has the Philadelphia Eagles looked the same 
since Frank Wright left after that Super Bowl year to become coach of Indianapolis. Oh, not at all. Right. They definitely lost their mojo, some mojo. Yeah. So they do have some talent on this Colts team, but they have great coaching. They kind of mess. Uh, the lack of talent. And you see this and you bet it and you make money when teams like these, they call them fake teams, are on the road or in the playoffs. All right. Big money going the other way. Okay. Speaking of fake teams, Seahawks, <laughs> Jets, in Seattle, how are you feeling? Which one's a pretender? I mean, the Seahawks might be pretenders. They've been slacking off the last couple of weeks. And then the fake team, the Jets, is that a real NFL team? They almost won, but they still blew it. How you see right. this? Great, great job uh, trying to get that number one pick. Uh, Adam okay. Gates is not calling yeah. the plays, which he doesn't know how to delegate. So that means he has a communication problem. He's sort of like Raheem Morris, bad communicating. So he's calling the, his own plays. Jets offense has looked better. Salesmen think short term, businessmen think long term. And people can listen to the Faith and Family Football podcast with the head coach of Houston Baptist. And we talked about putting plays in your back pocket for later in the season. So, salesmen think short term, businessmen and women think long term. Uh, coach Carroll has won three national championships, won a Super Bowl. He's a long-term thinking guy. I even heard him say it in a press conference. He has a plan. Gruden does the same thing. He has a plan, who also won a Super Bowl, for each four-game segment of the season. So we're in the last four games. So for the first 12 weeks, you haven't seen the real schemes at Seattle. Notice how their defense looks a lot different, right? They were playing basic while they were winning games. So you're going to see... Uh, after a couple bad weeks in a row, you're going to see the real Seattle Seahawks defense, and it's going to make the game go under. And Seattle, will, if you can get that 13 and a half, and a half bet that num number down to 13, because again, it's a key number, right? Uh, 3, 7, 10, 14. Bet it to 13 and make that under 47. All right. Let's hope so. Let's go, Hawks. Russ got to get it going. Russ got to cook. Yeah. It's about last time he cooks. Segment, last four games of the season. Yeah. Where Belichick, Carroll, Gruden, all of them put the real stuff in. Okay. Speaking of Belichick, he didn't cheat out of the 28-3 blow uh, loss. Falcons, Chargers in L.A. at SoFi Stadium. How you like that matchup playing out? I like it on the money line. I'm like Rocky Morris. Again, the smartest IQ guy in the NFL. He's bad with relationships, but he has uh, McKay, Rich McKay, as the general manager, really calling his shots. His dad was a legendary coach at USC who created USC football. Yes. So Rich McKay, uh, Rocky Morris putting in the schemes, uh, the offensive coordinator for Atlanta is Coach Cutter former head coach, a uh, huge coaching mismatch with Anthony Lynn. And then uh, the offensive coordinator for the Chargers was a reject from the University of Tulsa. But he's not the offensive coordinator there. Uh, again, the reason we talk about coaches and general managers a lot 
is because as an MBA, I have securities licenses, clients that worth of 50 million and above, right? Um, it used to be 50 at the beginning of the year, now it's $60 million in assets I manage. So one of the elements you use to pick stocks is fundamental analysis and in fundamental analysis is judging the corporate governance in order to make an investment, right? So that's why we talked about the coaches a lot. There's a big coaching mismatch between the people that I just talked about, Derek Cutter, Rocky Morris, versus the Anthony and the Chargers. Yes. Atlanta is a bad roster, loser team you cannot trust. So bet the money line. Salesmen think short-term, uh, businessmen and women think long-term. That's why we always get profit. And you got to go under 50 in this game. Okay. What Atlanta's been playing, too. Atlanta's been playing for the under, doing that complimentary football. Yeah. They love the South, and they love, and Bill Belichick loves it. All right. Okay, well, we got another. This game's in the NFC. We got Saints at the Eagles. Tell me why we got to take Saints at minus seven and not, and not yeah, Philadelphia. Yeah, scary game. Well, it, and again, uh, if you live in the past, you die in the past, right? And with the Saints defense, I've been thinking 2019 Saints defense. This is the new defense. So we talked about this game yesterday. What do you think about this game? The Marine, Josh Luna. No, I like uh, I like the Saints. I think they're a better, more rounded team than the last couple of years. I mean, they're doing really well without Drew Brees so far. I'm not going to say, you know, he's out this game. Hurts is going to be starting for Philadelphia. I think the Saints are going to take advantage of, you know, him. Of Hurts, I like Hurts as an athlete, but he's not really ready to go play out there on the field. And right. I don't think the Eagles really are – are prepared to throw in Hertz and have a full scheme with offensive scheme for Hertz to be successful against a team like the Saints. It could be a close game early, but I think late Saints pull and they cover at seven. Man, I agree. And do you agree that we should go under 45 points? <sighs> this one, I think it is. I think they're, the Saints defense is really going to control it. It's a, you know, it's going to be in Philly. Right. It's going to be a little cold. More run game. I think time's, you know, it's going to tick. Uh, I think it's going to be a low scoring game. Yeah. All right. Pop quiz, right? Yeah. We've been talking about all these weeks. Is Sean Payton going to show everything that backup quarterback can do in case he has to use him for the playoffs? No, he's, he's saving him for the playoffs. Right. So you're not going to see all that, all the, plays that this backup can do, you're not going to see it now, right? Sean Payton, the man who's won the Super Bowl, uh, man, nothing speaks more long-term thinking than a Bill Parcells guy, right? Always thinking long-term. Higher-level thinking is long-term thinking. Situational thinking, right? So we're using both of them, right? Situational, this is 2020. Think defense is good. <laughs> you got a backup quarterback that's going to go under the 45, Eagles a disaster with this rookie QB. Maybe they're mailing in the season. Guys know that. Yeah. So you got to go to New Orleans minus seven, under 45. Okay. Picking in the NFC, Washington is traveling to San Francisco. Game is being played in Arizona. You know, football team coming off a big win against the Steelers. 
Niners, I'm not really sure about them. They have they didn't look good last week against Buffalo. You know, they're kind of they're in another state right now. Probably mentally too. They're not the same team as they were last year. Really hurt. I'm feeling like the football team is gonna go in and, and get this cover for us. You know it, man. You were right on this when we were talking about this yesterday. And it's gonna go under 44 points. Yes, yes. Okay. I don't trust either offense. No. No. Okay. Sunday night. Like oh, yeah. um, we'll talk a little bit after. I meant to talk to you about before, but we got to do a podcast, you and I, because you have more insight, right, on how the Marines teach mental toughness. Yeah. You're definitely your guy who honorably discharged from the Marines, right? So they taught you mental toughness, and you're ready to go. Yeah. So we would like to learn some of that. And uh, the Washington football team I mentioned, it, they have a lot of mental stuff. Alex Smith comes back from yeah. a major knee injury. And Ron Rivera was taking chemo treatments in, in training camp. Yeah. Looks they, good for us. They so, believe in themselves a little bit. They're winning some football games. Yeah. They got some confidence there. Yeah. In this particular podcast, when we talk about mental health, we talk about impulsivity, right? And we try to teach people mental health because you never know, you know. Uh, you got to help those around you and yourself. This is the season for what they call seasonal contagion, mental health contagion, and uh, seasonal adverse disorder. People who kill themselves during the holidays. And even people that don't kill themselves during the holidays, they're majorly depressed. <laughs> so you got to see elements that in yourself and help those around you, right, with mental health. And we talk about that. And we talk about Ron Rivera, you talk about Alex Smith, you're talking about two guys, right, uh, who showed a lot of mental strength, right, to do well and live life mm -hmm. to the optimum level. Okay. Live life. Yes, and then how you, how you feel about this uh, Steelers – Bills Sunday night game, they flex this. I don't know. They didn't flex this. They, you know, this is a pretty big game for the AFC. This might battle for second or third place over here. And you know, Steelers yeah, plus yeah. two and a half into Buffalo. Again, I'm checking my thinking, making the differences. I have that book back there. The power of now. I have to reread it, man, because I wasn't learning my lesson. This game is going over 46 points. This game. If it was 2019 or 2021, even McDermott versus Tomlin, two defensive guys, two zone guys, under all the way. But this is 2020. Both teams' running games suck. They're going to throw it. Uh, Pittsburgh's offense struggled. They're not going to do that two weeks in a row. Look for Juju Smith Schuster from USC to get some. Uh, to, to dominate in this game against that Buffalo Bills zone. And I go back and forth with the plus three. What do you think the Marine Josh is doing? Oh, I'm, I'm thinking, yeah, I'm thinking about the Steelers. Right. Going in and getting this cover with Tomlin. I, I, I like this. I trust them a little bit more. And they want to show up that they're a better team than what they performed last week, that they're more of the 11-0 team than that Washington football mess. Right. And on purpose, either they manipulate it this way or it really is true. Uh, NFL teams are very, very close together. 
Any team could beat any other team. Uh, so any edge is important. The Steelers have an edge as far as rest is concerned. They have an extra day's rest. And Buffalo's coming from across the country, right? Playing in Arizona against yeah. a very physical uh, 49er team. You're going to missing people. So usually teams that after playing a physical team lose the next week. So I like Pittsburgh plus three. If you can get plus four, get that. And definitely going over that 46 points. All right. Okay. Now let's talk about the Thursday night game today. Rams, Patriots, how you That's feeling? Good. Yeah. Make sure I get the podcast out right away for those not watching on the live streams. Uh, revenge game. Bill Belichick outcoached McBay in the Super Bowl. And again, the air raid, right? Uh, we know a lot about the air raid, and I encourage everybody to listen to the Faith and Family Football with Houston Baptist coach Vic Feely and future NFL wide receiver Ben Ratzlaff, where we talk about the air raid, right? The air raid, if they're playing man, you run vertical routes. If they're playing zone, you run horizontal routes. The receiver and the quarterback, which is important in this case, read the defense independently, right? So they have to be in sync. That's why Mahomes and Tyreek Hill and Kelsey talk about being in sync because they both are reading the defense independently, and boom, here comes the ball. The problem is Jared Goff is as dumb as a box of rocks. And McVay has to be in the helmet reading the defense for him and then sending signals to the receivers. So usually it'll work, but it's not going to work against Bill Belichick. So it's going to be interesting, the adjustments they make, right? And Jimmy Lake at Washington, Bill Belichick, those guys have never lost against the air raid. They uh, rush three, drop eight, which Coach Sheely and Ben Raslow says, when you do that, you have to run the ball and keep running it, right? That's what uh, McVay has to do tonight, and Goff has to stick with it, stick with that running game against a uh, different front. But I think what Belichick's going to do that confuses them is that zone blitz right? Well, they'll have three guys, and then they might blitz a linebacker from either the side or the center, confused golf, he melts it, boom, turnover, right? Now, the Patriots are developing a running game, and historically, now, analytics does not work in football, but historically, if a quarterback can get three first downs with his legs, they went 75% of the time. Cam Newton can run. Jared Goff can't. Maybe he'll take off once, which he should, even that out. But on a short week, uh, the running game that New England has developed in New England has been almost like a Marine camp this week because they stayed on the West Coast after yeah. uh, playing uh, in L.A. So they stayed in L.A. the whole time at UCLA. Yeah. So it's helped the guys focus. You know what I mean? No wives, no girlfriends. Yeah. And they need to win every game to get to the playoffs. They do. So, that they do. Yeah, so Josh McDaniels against the defensive coordinator for the Rams. Uh, not necessarily a mismatch, but you got to give the edge to McDaniels. And then on defense, you know, Bill Belichick is really the defensive coordinator. 
again, it's not a procedure because McVeigh, his dad, was a longtime scout and front office guy in the NFL. So, but McVeigh knows football. Uh, but Bill Belichick, I think, has the edge on him. We'll look for the Patriots to cover tonight and for it to go under the total. Okay. No, I believe it. I like that. I, I agree with that. I think Patriots do get the cover tonight. Yeah. I think they have a better uh, roster, even though they're missing a lot of guys on defense. The fact that they're running the ball, keeping the defense fresh, is going to be that. And then the, the confusion factor, right? Uh, it's, I'm surprised he did it because they never do it, but McVeigh went public, uh, you know, maybe to take the heat off him, off golf not taking care of the ball and turnovers. So what I just said, uh, rush three, drop eight, and then mix it up. We'll confuse golf. He'll commit a couple turnovers, and the Patriots will cover. Yes. Okay. So the last one is a big game. Browns, Ravens. It's pretty much a pick How are you feeling about that one? How are you feeling about that? Man, you've been queuing me I'm, in on the on the Cleveland Clowns. I'm thinking it's going to be Ravens getting that W. <laughs> I think Ravens going to go in there and set the the Browns straight. They haven't hosted a Monday Night Football game. You know they have. I mean they have they have, but a big one like this to where they're really relevant. I think Ravens go in there and get this W. I don't trust Cleveland. They're nine and three. Still have my doubts. They got a good win against Tennessee. They start off really hot. It right. looked bad towards the end. I think Ravens going to go in there and, and get this cover and get this win. Go Baltimore. Go Lamar. MVP Lamar. Go Ravens. What's the over under in that game? The over under. Let me check right here. It's oh here. Let me check uh, Nevada real quick. Yeah. I thought I had it, but I didn't. Yeah. Uh, I know that uh, this game would be. Yeah, I can't. I can't load it up. Can you get that? Yeah, yeah. Usually, a game like this would screen the under, but this is a new year, right? Uh, so you can throw that out the window. And you got to look at Vegas because remember when you're betting. You're competing against uh, other betters, and you are competing against the casino, which we we call Vegas. It's called the casino because they all uh, legally collude with each other, right? And they come up with lines and numbers. And one of the biggest lies they tell, and again, it's in the top 10 rules of betting, and we're going to add more stuff as we learn and a glossary, is that Vegas wants equal amount of bets on each side, 50-50, and they make money off what they call the big, which is the middle. Uh, wrong. <clears throat> That's manipulation. Vegas wants you to get all the games wrong. Right? Right, they want you to get all the games wrong. That's what they want. Let me check my phone. Uh, so you gotta think about this game. It might uh, go way. Uh, they might make it 
the, the over way too much. And so look it up on my phone here. Okay. So that's, that's what I'm thinking. Uh, Hold on, my, my laptop might die right now. Okay, yeah. Let's see, pull it out. Oh, here, wait a second. So the over under on the Monday night game is 47. Okay. So 100% going over. Okay. All right. All right. I agree. I believe it. I think Ravens yeah, get the so W. Well, final thoughts, man. So it's going to go over 47 for sure. Over 47, okay. What are your final thoughts? The Marines, Josh Luna. Um, I'm just ready to get these to watch these games. I'm ready to talk some college football tomorrow, and uh, yeah, nice. I'm looking. I'm looking forward to that Steelers game. Steelers Bills. Yeah, yeah, looking forward to that game tonight. Actually, uh, see how Belichick plays that. Uh, uh, I want to call it the running shoot, but it's the air raid. Yes. Be the running shoot. I'm going to be interested to see how that goes down. Uh. And college, I'm very, very excited about college. We hit 68% last week, college. Nice. Oh, yeah. 80% bowl season. But, man, uh, let's attack college. Let's get 80 90% college. And I usually don't parlay, but I think I'm going to dial up a parlay for us tomorrow. All right. Let's get it. Let's get it. And we always close with Winston Churchill. You make a living from your labor, but you make a life from what you give. Thank you for listening to the ESCC Betting and Financial Podcast. All right. If you haven't heard of Anchor, it is free. It's a podcast that I use. <clears throat> And they really do a good job for us here at the GFSN betting and team report podcast. It helps us make 70 to 80% of your bets. Now, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started, my brothers. I'm the best there is.